Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Objective to a fun-filled day of discussion. Now, listen, uh, recently a clip went semi-viral of me. You know, why, why am I always the one in trouble? Just for trying to give a, get, have an opinion, just literally for existing, I, I think, sometimes. Um, so people got, you know, a little worked up saying, because I called Trump like the conspiracy president and that, um, you know, I'm like, it's coming into focus why he's sort of known as the conspiracy president and the way that like voter fraud is being um, emphasized or embellished. And people got very worked up and they told, they argued with me about it. But if you actually look at the clip in it, I'm saying, giving the context, it's a few hours into the morning of Wednesday morning after election night. And so far I've seen Trump declare victory basically, and then see um, him retweeting all these screenshots and various clips and stuff on Twitter that sort of embellish the idea that maybe there's voter fraud. And my whole thing is, I mean, if, if, if our whole problem with the media is that they just say things with no evidence and that they just skew the narrative, how is how does how are we or Trump or anyone any better to just be retweeting stuff all day with no evidence that anyone can just say anything? It's like anarchy as a solution to corrupted government, the way I see it. And um, and also, um, yeah, I guess that's that that, that about covers it for now. Um <laughs> But anyway, I'm not like, look, I'm not a journalist either. I'm not saying I know if there was voter fraud or not, but I was saying a few hours into the morning after election night, it looks a lot like there's this whole like movement of people retweeting stuff all day, posting clips. People have been doing this all week, posting clips of people filling out ballots and stuff or somebody stuffing something in the trash. And the context isn't there. We don't even know what year that video is from, what country it's in. There's just anyone can say anything at any time, and it becomes the official, you know, uh, uh, alternative news. Is this supposed to be better than CNN? Is this supposed to be the alternative to the establishment? That's kind of where I'm coming from with this. So, and, you know, the basic argument I've seen in response is they would cheat if they could, so therefore they probably did. That reminds me of when, uh, when the internet first became a place for posting videos and for people posting comments and for arguments. The, the first conspiracy theory to emerge was 9-11 being a, an inside job, allegedly. And, and the main argument people said was, I remember it clear as day. Somebody said, if you were a farmer and you could kill half of your animals in exchange for, you know, getting a bunch of free oil, wouldn't you do it? Therefore, the government did 9-11. That's the sort of argument. Like when, where there's a motive, allegedly there's a motive, then there must be guilt. Is that how the legal system should work? Is that what you want a judge to rule? Do you want a judge to uh, entertain Trump's allegation and say, well, I guess, yeah, Democrats probably would cheat if they could. Therefore, this whole election goes in the trash. Anyway, let's talk about uh, the sort of, let's say, Trumper tantrum that's taken place. Um, people, I mean, there's just so much to say, but, you know, we're six or five minutes into this. And so far, all you've heard is me. But <laughs> believe me, you're in for a treat. You're, this guy is something else. All the way from Chicago, the capital of political corruption. So I think this guy would know what he's talking about. Legend has it, John F. Kennedy would not be president but for Chicago, right? Am I sort of, am I, 
I, you I, know what? I wasn't alive during that period, Rucka. So just as oh, like I take no risk. What? I take good no- excuse. Good alibi. I wasn't alive. That is, that's exactly what somebody would say when they know something. Yeah. I, I, you know, I take no responsibility for slavery. I had nothing to do with it. I, I take no responsibility for the dailies. I had nothing to do with it, but it's great to be with you uh, today and, and, and with the Ayn Rand Center UK talking about a really interesting uh, ideal and this idea, uh, this idea of conspiracy theories as we've seen played out in a lot of modern American politics and kind of how do we interpret that as objectivists? And, you know, look, you're, I think, um, I don't want to say willingness, but your observation that maybe perhaps some within uh, GOP circles now are engaging in, engaging in some, some conspiracies, it doesn't come out of thin air. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, President Trump engaged in the whole birther conspiracy for years. So, you know, there is a history of this. And you know, as I, as I look at it, you know, we always go back to reality. I remember Dr. Peikoff has a wonderful, I forgot which one of his lectures it is, it is, but he talks about just the facts, ma'am. You know, the old, wasn't Perry Mason, one of the old detectives, you know, just the facts, you know, and as objectivists, I think there should be that emphasis on facts, on reality, on, on what it is. But conspiracy theories, as I see it, this is me talking now, it's almost like it's a way of coping. It's a way of dealing with, reality that might be kind of difficult to deal with. Like, for example, if you wish that you had the biggest crowd size in inauguration history and you didn't have it, you know, you would keep telling yourself a story. There's conspiracy. It's the media. And, you know, so I go back to this idea of reality exists as objectivists. We know that A is A. And the sooner we accept reality, whatever it is, whether it's losing an election, having a bad crowd size, breaking up with a girlfriend, having a bad thing at work, what, you know, if you don't acknowledge reality, you can't deal with it. You can't think of a way to work with it, move past it. And you know, that's the thing with Trump I always go back to is this kind of unwillingness to acknowledge reality. What, you know, I think as objectivists, we would call the primacy of consciousness, you know, really kind of your existence being only in your head. And it's, it's a frustrating thing to try to debate with politically, but it's gotta be even more frustrating way to live because you're truly not in touch with the reality. And I think if you want to live a successful life, that's your first step. Yeah. And I mean, what's the point of voting if you think it's all rigged? Like, what's the point of celebrating a victory if it was all rigged anyway? Like, it just, it just seems so very selective. And, um, and yeah, I mean, in the chat room, we've got Gintas. They see, they like when we engage with the audience. Uh, Lord Emperor Razi says, yeah, engage with the chat room a little bit. All right. Well, Gintas says, it's not, quote, they would if they could, but, quote, that's what they usually do, so why wouldn't they do it this time? Okay, then prove they did it. Then prove they did it. When I see people, including Trump himself, just retweeting any stupid screenshot, any video with no context, when I see Ben Shapiro and every, everyone who, who said that the whole point of Trump is that he is the alternative to the establishment, that the whole point of Trump is that he's the alternative to the identity and then he he tells it like it is right that he He tells tells it like it is and he's gonna push back against the corrupt media but then what and then what's he doing he just says whatever he feels like and everyone runs with it by the way the whole point of trump i thought was that the left is going too crazy so like trump is here to uh to to hit the break and then we see america voted against the radical left the democrats elected i mean just all just by and large america decisively they voted I dare I say against Trump, but also against the radical left from what I've picked up. So isn't, shouldn't we be happy? I thought the whole, the whole reason we need a, I'll say degenerate anti-politician, anti-president like Trump is that we need to hit the brakes on the direct, on the leftist direction. 
okay, the left has thrived under Trump. We actually got to a point where we've got congresswomen announcing capitalism has failed, where we have socialists, multiple socialists running for president with a chance, a, a credible chance of winning. This all happened under Trump. And in the same election where Trump lost, Americans voted decisively for a more centrist position. So shouldn't we be going with this and saying, okay, good. Okay, good. Thanks, Trump, I guess. But let's let's see if we can sort of find a more constitutionalist or even somewhat principled um, approach to politics. You know, Ayn Rand used to say like something like I could I could have a better conversation with a Marxist or I have more respect for a Marxist philosopher than a hippie. You, you can't yes. deal with hippies when they don't when they're just they're just void of any principle. They're not in touch with reality. Mm -hmm. That's it. No I think, Brooke, I mean that's exactly it. I mean, we can win any argument with a socialist. We can win any argument with a, 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 a AOC on a practical level, on a moral level. But with a pragmatist, somebody who has no principles, somebody who believes in conspiracy, somebody who is not in touch with the reality, I mean, there is no argument because it's like you're not even dealing in the, in the same world. And, you know, I, I think about there's a few examples of that throughout the Trump presidency. I mean, one is we talked about the crowd size. You know, one of which is this idea of tariffs. You know, Trump has said over and over again that China is paying for the tariffs. This is not true. It's not true. Americans are paying for the tariffs. We're paying for the wall. Trump, even in recent months, has said that somehow Mexico is paying for the wall through trade. So, you know, you have being in touch with reality is step number one for dealing with reality. So, I mean, to your point, yeah. Raza, I would much rather debate a, a purebred socialist on economics than a pragmatist who has no principles and goes whichever way the wind is blowing. There is no yeah. debate with that. By the way, Roz is the conspiracy master behind the scenes manipulating the show. I am Rucka. But, um, oh, but sorry, also sorry. the whole wall reminds me that um, I thought the whole rationale for building the wall, according to our fellow liberty minded people, objectivists and others who generally might be, be tend towards open borders in a free society. And they say, well, we're not in a free society. We're in a very mixed economy and every election could seriously determine which direction we move. And immigrants, they say, are have and Latinos have been shown to vote overwhelmingly Democrat. So if we let a bunch of them in, the Democrats will win every election and hello, socialism or communism. And OK, it's an argument to be made. I, I, I've never taken a strong position on that. But then when I see um, Latinos and other minority groups have voted Republican in record numbers this election. Okay, so are we still married to this wall? Are we still married to this wall? Is this wall, are, are we still closed border people? I know there's other reasons to be closed border. Again, I, I know people are triggered, by the way. I mean, you think the leftists get triggered. You should see Trump fans and anti-immigration people. It's They don't listen to the words that I say. They're not interested in hearing what I say when they get so worked up. But I'm not taking a position necessarily on the what the immigration policy should be. But if the reason to be opposed to immigration is that immigrants, especially Latinos, uh, especially non-whites, trend towards voting Democrat, and then we see that changing, we see them voting Republican. Are, are you still like really enthusiastic about this wall? What, what does this wall really represent? Did you ever think that a liberty movement would would get behind this sort of demagogic type of figure chanting build the wall you know a crowd right. of people all wearing the same stupid hat build the wall and this is not healthy this is not healthy 
And, and I know, and in the chat room, well, they're looking at the evidence. Good. Look at the evidence. If it turns out there was fraud, it's not a point against me. I never said there is or isn't. I'm saying when I see people running with allegations and acting like that's conclusive evidence, then there's no standard anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a level of, you know, as, as, as objectivists, you know, we're individualists, right? We believe in evaluating the evidence, making up our own mind based on our own self-interest. And, you know, Rucka, what I hear you alluding to, and, and I know what I've observed in the last number of years and increasingly is, is just this level of tribalism of, you know, my tribe, no matter what, no matter what the evidence that I you know, I haven't seen in American or, or British politics for a long time, or even, you know, forget even politics in that culture, you know, as Americans, we've always kind of valued ourselves as these, you know, as these individualists making up our own minds, but, you know, this willingness to put reality aside, just to kind of get, and even with an objectivism, and I think one of the wonderful things, you know, Years ago, Dr. Peacock and Dr. Jerome Brook had a debate about immigration. Dr. Peacock was for more, uh, let's just say, stringent uh, uh, immigration. Dr. Brook was for more open immigration. They had a very civil debate. And like that can happen within society, within objectivism, debates on, on basic issues. Um, but it can't happen if you're not in touch with the reality. And I think what I hear you saying, and I, I agree, is this idea of you know, things like the wall being a litmus test. If you're for the wall, you're a good guy. If you're against the wall, you're a lying or a libtard or whatever that you have left of this, whatever it ought to be. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of a, a detachment from reality and detachment from the principles, I think, that ultimately move the world. Yeah. And my point isn't even necessarily, again, it's not necessarily that there should be a wall, that there shouldn't be, that immigration should be open, that it should be closed. I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if the, if the, the fact that brings, um, that brings the wall into necessity. If the, if the rationale for being for this wall and being willing to hold your nose, at least I would be holding my nose, watching Trump and his, uh, and his excitable crowd chanting, build the wall. If the reason to be part of that is that, well, the immigrants are going to vote so overwhelmingly against liberty that like we just need, we need to keep them out at all costs so that this country has a chance. If that's the rationale, but then you see that immigrants are, not even voting as as predicted, and also you know Cubans yeah. in Florida vote tend to vote Republican as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that all whole about thing ideas. is just honestly, Rucka, it's giving me the heebie-jeebies of like this group of people does this, this color of people does that. Bullshit. You know, in the early two thousands, I believe George Bush got a lot of Latino votes. But the point is, is that our principles, the principles that we talk about, of like independence, thinking for yourself, acting in your self-interest, capitalism, free markets. These are applicable to anyone, no matter what your history, if you're Ivy League or the Barrio, these are principles that will work for you, that will work for a society, and that we should be advocating. So just getting into this whole business of like, oh, the, the Jews do this, and the Blacks do this, and the, yeah, ugh, it's just collectivism, and it just, ugh, it's just. It is, but let me, uh, let me pull ugh. a Nico, let me pull a Nikos here, and just like, Claire, let's, let me, let me sort of pull back a bit, push back a bit, and say, well, well, they're not necessarily saying it's a people of a certain color, they're saying people who immigrate, certain demographics from Mexico, let's say, or from wherever, tend to vote Democrat, or, you know, Blacks, Jews, other groups tend to vote a certain way, and those, those sort of trends they can be sort of identified and said, you know, people have free will, but they tend to vote in a certain way. So not I'm saying not everyone who um, who uh, re who points out these trends is doing so in, like in it with racist motives. 
Um, but I think we would agree that at the end of the day, when reason has a comeback, when the facts are held primary, when primacy of existence becomes the, uh, the axiom, the, um, what, what do you call that? The metaphysical uh, position yeah, like that, that thinkers sure, yeah. go with, that, then that overtakes the culture. Then, of course, it won't matter which group votes how, because uh, the political system will reflect that type of individualism. And there, there will be no uh, possibility of a group voting against the rights of an individual. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a bit disheartening, but also kind of liberating to kind of realize, like, to, to just kind of realize what's going on. Like I said, Trump retweeting all these things. Like, is this the same Trump who's just so in touch with what's going on that, he, like you said, he's going to tell it like it is and he's going to go to court and show them the evidence in courtrooms? Thank God they still do look at evidence. It's not just a question of hearsay to a large extent. It's, that's going to change one day. The, the, what, I mean, courtrooms are not immune to the personalities that this culture produces. Um, there might come a time when courts are all just kangaroo courts. You know what I'm saying? But um, for now, I'm seeing people cry wolf, say that we're in a banana republic because of voter fraud. But shouldn't evidence be, be admitted first? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's just it. I mean, it's it's almost for me, it's freeing a bit, Rucka, to know that you know you don't have to have as an American, as a Briton, as anyone else, a, a blind allegiance to any one tribe. Uh, your allegiance, I think, should be to the facts of reality, uh, and and that should be one's you know number number one priority at all the time. And and evaluating those facts, dealing with them as what they are. I mean. And well, I think it's the Bacon quote that I believe Ayn Rand also quoted that is that nature to be commanded must be obeyed. So it starts with just acknowledging the basic facts of reality. And it's funny, I used to, you know, you always used to say that religionists were kind of a little bit off the deep end. You know, the ones that say that they saw, you know, friggin' Jesus in a Cheeto or something like that. I mean, you say, okay, whatever. But now in the political sphere, for the first time, I see that same sort of primacy of consciousness where people will say, it's the biggest crowd size ever, even though it wasn't. So our goal should be not allegiance to any political party, but allegiance to the facts, allegiance to reality, allegiance to reason. That's the first step to a better society. Absolutely. I'm reminded of uh, a 9-11 they used to call them truthers, right? 9-11, like there was before the birthers, there were the truthers. The, a 9-11 uh, conspiracy theorist was posting a bunch of 9-11 conspiracy videos on my Facebook fan page around 10 years ago or so. And, and he just kept posting them. So I just, I just uh, blocked him from the page. And then what he did, and then what he did was he went and told his fans, it turns out the guy has a little podcast and he told his audience that I blocked him and I'm trying to silence the truth, you know, try to silence his view and that he had interviewed me on his show before I was, you know, before anyone had heard of me. And, and so a bunch of his fans then came to my Facebook, started posting a bunch of nine 11 videos and like nine 11 conspiracy videos. And this one girl saying, yeah, it's really messed up of you to block that guy after he interviewed you on his show before anyone else did. And I said, I never, I never talked to this guy. This was at a time in my life when I could count with one hand, the amount of interviews I had done. So I said, I'd never talk to this guy. And what's also true is I never would talk to a 9-11 conspiracy podcast. I'm not trying to silence them, but I, I want nothing to do with these kooks. So, um, but I, you know, th that shows you like someone who acts like he's so concerned with truth. He's so concerned with 
with what the absolute truth that the media won't tell you. He, he has no qualm just running to his audience, lying to them, saying that he interviewed me. The types of people that in, in, engage in conspiracy theories like that, uh, they've dispensed with reality. They've, they've dispensed with any rational epistemology. To them, it's just whatever occurs to me becomes fact. And of course, and, 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 and of course, oh, that's that's that does not apply to every single Republican who is saying there's probably voter fraud. I'm just saying the sort of uh, the people doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this thing, like the people who are so conspiratorial that they don't care what the evidence says. They're just deducing in their mind. Yeah, this probably happened. Let's run with it. I mean, these people are not friends of reason. Yeah, I, I you, you said it wonderfully, Rucka. I mean, you know, allegiance to the facts of reality. It, it sometimes seems like it's easier to believe a conspiracy theory that fits with your preconceived bias and notion of the world than have to accept that maybe the world in, in certain cases is a little more complicated and a little more nuanced than we'd like to believe. You know, I remember uh, uh, going to the Middle East uh, for the first time a, a number of years ago and uh, the cab driver assuring me that the Coca-Cola sign, uh, the symbol of Coca-Cola, was actually Hebrew. So that was a Hebrew way that the Jews were controlling the media, they were controlling you know, business, they were controlling Coke. So, you know, so we believe these conspiracy theories because they somehow make us, I think, feel better. They're a way that we can cope with the world. But as objectivists, our allegiance should be to the facts, and that's what should guide us in every every sense. And as you pointed out, I mean, here you have someone making up a story about you to better their own station or, or somehow to alleviate their own fears or insecurities. So uh, yeah. put that aside and, and focus on reality. That's what matters. Absolutely. And the Middle East and the Muslim ruled countries are the kings of conspiracy theories and saying yeah. that Disney is is peddling Jewish propaganda and Coca-Cola, like you said, is a Jewish symbol, but, you know, with Zionist uh, motives. But if you um, and so, I mean, keep that in mind, those of you who think that, you know, religion can be, you know, a, uh, an, an ally in the in the cause for liberty, religion, some religious people might be. But religion as such needs to be explicitly rejected. And I mean, just look at the facts. Look at the direction that Americans are going. The, uh, the religious factions, they're not making us more rational. The, the, you know, the Trump was also supposed to be the getting, you know, getting religion out of the Republican Party and just making it sort of a libertarian uh, place. And of course, the religious people have gone nowhere. Um, and you look at the, the, the alt-right, the people who... Um, who are into like identitarianism, they've also embraced religion. It didn't take them long to say, yeah, well, you know, we need religion as well, you know, to rule over us. So anyone who rejects individualism is going to embrace some type of mysticism. And that's just what history shows over and over again. And you can also learn that introspectively when you see the more you reject reason, the more mysticism, emotionalism, collectivism uh, surfaces. I think that's the time we have. Uh, do, is it, do you have a, a desire? Is it is it irking at you, Jonathan? You always look anxious. No, no, I'm not an anxious. Thought. I mean, I mean, you know, people might listen to our program today, Rosie, and say, you know, well, these guys just don't like Trump. But I don't know. I I, I I won't speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. Is that you know, I have no allegiance to certainly any political party. Allegiance should be to the facts. If there's evidence that this election was stolen from President Trump. Let's see it. Let's produce it. Let's hash it out. The mechanisms exist for that. They existed in, in Britain as well in terms of a, of a free society. Uh, but don't let your own bias, don't let your own emotions, your own primacy of consciousness get in the way of the primacy of existence, i.e. the world in which we actually live.
Absolutely. And by the way, I'm still not Rozzy. Um, and, uh, you know, just, I mean, to all the critics out there, people who get worked up, who are going to start projecting all types of uh, corruption allegations on us now that, that the level of anti-Trump sentiment is, is becoming so vocal. Look, everyone on the Daily Objective has other, has an other gigs. This, you know, we're here for fun. We're here because we love talking about this stuff. You know, like good luck trying to, uh, trying to shut me down anyway. Uh, that was all the time we have today. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Rozzy, behind the scenes. You've got a lot of shout outs today from Jonathan accidentally. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, to, thank you to the very vocal chat room. Uh, we got Robert Nasser from, uh, from Detroit, one of the original Detroit players, if you didn't I know gotta this. I got to get in there. I'm missing this. Absolutely. And uh, until next time, read Ayn Rand. <laughs>